Welcome to the Principles of Success, and today we are talking about two cultural super herbs. And what I mean by cultural super herbs is these are kind of the, the pinnacle of super herbs in different regions of the world. Um, just to kind of clarify that a bit more, so Chinese medicine is the main, it's called TCM, traditional Chinese medicine. And the main chunk of traditional Chinese medicine is herbalism. And then you throw in things like acupuncture and all sorts of other stuff that are beneficial, but the main chunk is herbalism. In India, their medicine is called Ayurvedic medicine. And the main chunk of Ayurvedic medicine is herbalism. And then also folk and then you toss in the stuff like chakras and other energy related stuff. Native Americans also have a big basis of their medicine based on herbs because herbs are medicine. We at the beginning of this season we talked about how a lot of our medicine is still derived from herbal plants. We just kind of compound them into chemical thingy-majiggers. And then the Native Americans, those herbalism and a lot of it was revolving around the spiritual health. Europeans have a lot of herbalist stuff and the rest of Asia has lots of herbal stuff and Africa have a lot of herbal stuff. The two herbs we're talking about today come from TCM and Ayurvedic. And they these are kind of the top herbs that they consider the most useful all-around herb. By the way, an example of one of the top herbs in um, European Middle Eastern is frankincense. We've all heard of frankincense. So what are these two top herbs? Because I've been rambling on for a couple minutes already. So the first herb is ginseng, and this is the Chinese one. Actually, let's talk about ashwagandha first, which is the Ayurvedic or India one. And they actually make a drink out of um, milk and ashwagandha powder to kind of flavor their milk with ashwagandha powder. Uh, I've never personally tried it. I've always just taken ashwagandha in pill form, but that's how a lot of ashwagandha is taken throughout the world. So some, just some basic benefits from it. It helps reduce blood sugar, uh, anti-cancer, cholesterol, helps with stress and anxiety and depression. And then to get into a little more specific benefits, helps boost testosterone and increase fertility in men. So basically it makes men more manly. Also helps with muscle mass and strength. Again, helps men be more manly. Also helps with inflammation, which... It, Remember, inflammation a lot of times is pain. Arthritis is massive inflammation. Fibromyalgia is massive inflammation. And it is also a very useful brain herb, which is kind of why most of these herbs are on my list. It's because I was very obsessed with brain herbs because my brain didn't work very well. And so I wanted to make my brain work well. And if you want to be successful, the health of your brain plays a massive impact on your ability to be successful. So... Any herb that helped with brains kind of caught my eye. And ashwagandha is actually technically a spice. So if I remember correctly, the berries aren't edible. The ashwagandha comes from the root. Same thing with ginseng, which is the next one. They're both root spices, so you have to kind of kill the plant to get the benefits. It's also a very good adaptogen. And essentially what herbalists mean when they say adaptogen just means that it's very good at helping you to deal with a whole bunch of random things being thrown at you. You're able to adapt better. So 
when life is being stressful, it's great to have adaptogens because your brain's able to function better and your body's able to function better with the constantly changing situations that we find ourselves in. It also helps with thyroid function and again thyroid is kind of what regulates your weight so a healthy thyroid helps you either put on weight or lose weight depending on what you need to do. You still have to do the things that are required to put on weight and lose weight but it, your thyroid plays a major aspect in that. And that's kind of it for ashwagandha. I could go more into depth on its brain boosting benefits. Like again it's one of those ones that helps with Alzheimer's which uh, helps with autism as well and Parkinson's, basically anything that's neurodegenerative or n neural, I don't know what word I'm looking for. Basically, it helps with the brain, which I already said. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So that was ashwagandha. Next up is ginseng. And ginseng is another one of those super herbs. However, it's one of those expensive herbs as well. And so I've only ever tried a little bit of it. And personally, I didn't actually see that much benefits from it. But... It is a highly coveted plant for literally billions of people, so there must be some benefits to it. I just haven't seen very many benefits to it, personally, and it's kind of more on the pricey end of herbs, which is something that I don't particularly like. But it's considered one of the king of all herbs, so we're going to talk about it. So again, general stuff, it's a great antioxidant. It boosts the brain. It boosts the immune system. Helps with cancer possibly lowers blood sugar it's also considered a, it's also considered an adaptogen so it helps you with all the different stresses that we go through in modern era helps with inflammation helps with weight loss helps reduce stress and helps with respiratory issues so breathing issues now for its specific benefits the main thing that ginseng is known for is invigorating you giving you energy making you feel on top of the world that is what ginseng is known for and that is why people take ginseng however because it's an expensive herb it is and so just some facts about ginseng ginseng takes seven years to grow it is a very very slow growing plant so ginseng is not one of those herbs that you take on a regular basis culturally ginseng is considered a once a year kind of deal it's uh, you take it once a year to give your overall health a boost and help you have more energy throughout the year that's the cultural side of it but ginseng helps with energy that's its main thing it also helps with uh sexual related stuff like erectile dysfunction it's one of them just sexual performance is another helps with sexual stuff it invigorates you and makes you feel good it also helps with menstrual crap cramps so a very useful herb and its main again its main benefit is giving you all that energy and that's why i didn't see much benefit from it is because i took it specifically to have more energy and i guess i might have gotten a little bit more energy from it but there's lots of other herbs out there that i've taken that have given me plenty more plenty of energy not necessarily more energy 
it's kind of one of those things where yes there's benefits but there's this cheaper option that gives me like 90% of the same benefits so I take the cheaper option but ginseng is an amazing herb don't let me talk you out of it you probably should try it specifically red ginseng America has its own ginseng but it's kind of and it actually takes only five years to grow but it has lesser effects than the red ginseng I, I encourage you guys to try it and if you personally have tried it and gotten a lot of benefit out of it, let me know. I'm just speaking from my own personal experience on this one. And I still have ginseng. I have ginseng on hand and I plan on using it every so often to just try and get those benefits. So those are the two kind of cultural powerhouse herbs for India and China. The rest of the world has strong basis in herbs, but not one herbal system isn't as widespread. So like China, all of China believes in the kind of the same herbal system. Native Americans had like a different herbal system for like almost every single tribe. They had a lot of them agreed on and said, yep, these are the benefits that you get from them. But there's not like a cultural surrounding them is what I'm trying to say. Same thing with Europe and Africa. There's a lot of debate on what are the best herbs out there because there's a lot of really fantastic herbs out there. For Europe I would actually kind of say onion is probably one of Europe's favorite herbs because we put it in literally all of our cooking. We were like you know this tastes really good and it has a lot of health benefits. Let's just add it to everything. So lots of benefits between these two herbs. I'm going to end that there for this week and I'll see you all next week.